How's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 197. I did a Skype interview with Aaron Pesson, also known as Happy the Clown, also known as Granny Goose. Aaron and I talked about all sorts of fascinating things, what drew him to being a clown, the difference between clowns and jesters, the idea of the masks that we wear, what it takes to make people happy. We talked about the idea of fear of clowns and horror movie clowns and all that. He's an interesting guy, and I'm excited for you to hear this episode. He does talk about an event that's happening in New York. The Sean Casey Animal Rescue is bringing the Big Easy to the Big Apple. It's for animal lovers from all over the New York City community. They're invited to attend. I'm reading this right now, right off the copy. They're invited to attend a colorful and celebratory Mardi Gras party at Shenanigans Pub in Kensington, Brooklyn on Tuesday, February 25th. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So it's a fundraiser for Sean Casey Animal Rescue, which is a great cause. Must be 21 years old to attend. If you're in New York, definitely go to that. Sounds like a lot of fun. And again, for a good cause. Animals are the best. Usual stuff, social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can find Hey Human Podcast. And for my personal social media, you look for Susan Ruthism on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email me, Susan at HeyHumanPodcast.com. Love to hear from you. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Check out Susan Ruth if you want to learn more about my music or performing uh, or my artwork. And check out the links page on HeyHumanPodcast.com to learn more about all the people that I talk to. I curate a very specific, intentional links page. You'll find articles and books and information. And I'm going to go find a better eyelash article from last week's episode and stick that on there because apparently I did not pick a great eyelash, body gobbling up eyelashes, informational article. So I'm going to look for a better one and put that up there. Thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. And a special thank you to those who donate to Hey Human Podcast. It's an ad-free show and your support is humongous. And I wouldn't be able to keep doing this without you. So thank you for that. If you'd like to support Hey Human, please do so with the donate button on heyhumanpodcast.com. Thank you so much. Let's get into this. Here we go. Aaron Pesson, welcome to Hey Human. Thank you. You look very bright and colorful today. <laughs> yeah, these are some of my clown clothes. I love it. Do you uh, do you wear that generally when you're out and about, or do you reserve it for special clowning occasion? You know, I I liken myself to be like um, a superhero, and but uh, like where I'm trying to be less like that where. Being a clown was like my secret identity and it was like completely separate from me. So over the years, I've been kind of trying to merge because I do love wearing wild stuff. So, I, you know, I am, yeah, it's part of my evolution, trying to merge the clown as being part of me. <laughs> I learned about you through Robbie Quinn, who's an exceptional photographer who I knew from Nashville. But of course, he lives, uh, he and his wife, Kate, live in, in New York now. And he, on his Instagram, I saw a series of pictures of you, of portraits of you, uh, at the beach. 
And you were celebrating, was it a birthday or just the new year? No, that, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an annual tradition. Um, the Polar Bear Club started. It, uh, they've been around for like 100 years, and um, it was sort of this exclusive, private, very small club. And then uh, where, where they, they um, just have like a bunch of people that go like from uh, once it starts getting cold in November, and then they jump in, in the water in like 30-degree weather. And uh, it caught on, and now like it's a rite of passage for a lot of people. They made it a tradition. Now it, it turned from like a small thing to thousands of people go, and it's it's a big. Uh, I got inspired. I started going, and I would just paint. I just started painting like the the letters, like doing body paint, and I started doing more and more. And this was the first year I decided just to go on as full go on full clown. There's lots of people go there dressed up. It's different. Uh, characters and stuff what made you decide to do the polar bear thing to like kind of overcome my fear of first of all i have social anxiety so being around a thousand people and uh <laughs> i always um on on new year's day i'm always like what do i do today i'm off i have nothing to do and it, it, every every time on new year's day it always feels like a blur so this is kind of like a way of like commemorating it do you remember your first uh, expedition into the water, which I assume is freezing, freezing cold? Yes, it felt like um, a bunch of little tiny needles all over my body. <laughs> I can't believe, I, I do not have uh, what it takes, the metal, as it were, to, to do that. I don't like being in cold water, firstly, and secondly, it just, that that's beyond, because you don't warm up as soon as you get out, because the weather is so abysmal, too. Yeah. I suppose yeah. there's something about being caught up in the group dynamic that makes you forget all that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you get you get swept away. How many times have you done it? This was my third time. Is it different every time? It was different because I did it with um, a, a, a red nose that was sealed onto my nose. So I, I, when I went into the water and I, and I dunked, all the all the water filled up into my red nose, and <laughs> I I almost uh, like suffocated. <laughs> oh no! Would have been, yeah, I would have had a, almost had to give a CPR to a clown. Don't go in in the water with a uh, nose glue with a red nose on yet. Oh <laughs> you grew up then in New York. Did you have a fun childhood or intense one or? Uh, this very dysfunctional family. Uh, broken family, uh, dealt with a lot of uh, addictions and parents that weren't fully present because of that. Uh, so um, the way that I kind of survived and escaped was to like create other characters and perform. And uh, I, uh, my, my parents were rageaholics, so the way I kept them uh, happy was every time they would uh, get angry at me, I would say or do something to make them laugh. So I, it was like a natural defense for me to uh, become uh, like kind of a comedian, did entertainer. It, did it work? Did they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like um, every time uh, my mother would, would be about to hit me, I'd say, hold it. See that sign up there? It says, do not hit Aaron. And uh, then she'd laugh. And I was saying this at like two, three years old. <laughs> and... Um, it, it became like my superpower, like, and I, I use it now, like, whenever I'm in a situation where I feel stressed out or people around me are are not acting right, 
I just kind of say or do something and it, it kind of disarms everybody. Has it ever not disarmed them? Has it ever gotten them more angry? Yes, especially if you make a joke to a, 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 a an angry bus driver who's trying a <laughs> crowded bus and trying to make everybody go back. And yeah, so I, I, sometimes I have to like, uh, you know, tone it down a little bit or stop. <laughs> you have to know your audience. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Did you uh, pursue acting or was it always clown? Yeah, yeah um, I, I, I kind of fell into clowning because I was uh, a very frustrated actor. I, I was always performing in school plays. And uh, when I got into high school, I, I, I was the lead. I, I, in sixth grade, I was uh, I played Tevia, Fiddler on the Roof. And I, I got a swelled head. I thought I was going to be like this big, this big star. But then um, once I got into the, the higher grades, all of the favoritism and, uh, uh, you know, clicks and everything, I got so discouraged from it. And um, I kind of gave it up after high school. And um, then in my 20s, when I, I lost my job uh, working as an orderly in, in the hospital, and um, I, I just, I just kind of went into it full, full time from there and uh, took workshops. I went to entertainment agencies. I started freelancing. I took like Balloon Animals 101. <laughs> and that, that's how I got started it. I've been doing it 25 years now. I'm 50 now. I started in 1995 when I was 25. Do you feel that clowns, that the perception of clowns, especially, um, you know, the people that love them or they hate them, they're used metaphorically a lot in story, obviously. Yeah. Um, do you find that you've had to battle with that clownism, if you will? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's now where, like, kids um, will say or do something to challenge me to make sure that I'm safe. And um, it, it almost seems like a conspiracy because no, no matter where I am, how many years pass, there's always like a couple of questions that kid will kids will just throw at me. And the, the biggest one is, you're not a real clown. And they they never seem to know what they mean by that, but it's it's kind of a, a, a very a very big question I always get get at any party, anywhere I am, you're not a real clown. So uh, I've come up with a few answers to that <laughs> that kind of uh, make the kids feel feel good from that. What's your answer to that? Well, if it if they're like preschool level, you know, two three years old, I'll make like a, a teaching lesson out of it and say, "Well, what's a clown?" You know, and then you know they'll say, "Well, it makes people happy." And I'll say, "You can all be clowns. We all could be clowns." But if it's older kids that are being you know smart asses. I'll say um, either you're not a real kid or or I'll say you're right I am not real I am a robot and I'll start doing like a con robot thing and say like yes I have batteries in the back and just I you know I, I like what you said earlier uh, know your audience <laughs> you began your oh sorry go ahead Oh, I just want to say one of the funniest things that ever happened I, I, I realized like I have to be careful because this image of a clown, like kids, kids really pay attention to, it's like an instant spotlight that I have. So wherever I am, it's like kind of like a celebrity, like you, if, if a celebrity walks into a bathroom, you notice it. So um, I noticed that when, when I started walking into bathrooms, kids would follow me. And um, I like, if I, if I went to use the urinal, I like they would laugh at me or they'd freak out, like the clown's not supposed to do that. And um, one time I, I went into the stall 
because I, I saw a kid was following me in, so I went into the store, and um, the kid was uh, I saw the kid going in the store next to me, and he was knocking on on the metal on the the door, and uh, I didn't answer, and he said, "Mr. Clown," I, I I didn't answer back. He said, "I was just wondering, do you pee rainbows?" <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the funniest things a kid ever said to me. I, I, I had to like hold my mouth so I wasn't hysterically laughing in the bathroom. But I, I realized like I, I I don't take my uh, my mantle of a clown lightly. It really affects everyone around me, and it it you know good or bad. Mm, the, the the idea that you are around children so much have you had to deal with that i mean if kids are following you into the bathroom that starts getting into how do you deal with that and how do you make how do you let people feel safe i think that's it's an interesting thing because we operate in a world where uh our monsters look obvious and then sometimes they're dressed as clowns so yeah um i think it's uh, um uh, like just don't be in someone's face. Like, um, I've, I've, as a new, when I first started out as a clown, I'd be like, you know, at the party tr trying to win the kid over that's in, in the corner crying. And, uh, I realized that like, and you know, from, and then getting trained by other clowns, if you just start talking and to show your personality, basically your humanity comes through. I think that's the thing. It's like people react to me in, in shock because they're not used to seeing a clown in public. It's and they react as if like I'm this unreal creature. Like I feel like um, like sometimes like an alien from another planet. The way people react to me because I'll get I'll get the gamut of every reaction. If I'm on the train, people will come in and they'll run out screaming, uh, or I'll get people crying, or I'll get people come, or, or the opposite. People will just come up and hug me. And, and, and say that I made their day, you get everything. And um, I think it's like, it's like I'm, I'm a walking, I'm just a walking sculpture or art. And once, and it, they don't see, they don't see me as a human. So once I start talking, the answer is just to start, I just organically just start talking. And they see like, I'm, I'm you know, that I'm, I'm, it's not a mask. That's the thing, I do my makeup in such a way um, that it, I, I've tried to tone it down, and I have had to offer uh, to parents over the years um, that the kids are like two, three years old. I've had to say, "Do you want minimal makeup, or do you want no makeup?" Now, a lot of clowns won't even do makeup. They, a lot of them, won't even do a nose anymore because um, the kids are so afraid. Um, basically, if you look in society now, almost all all remnants of what the traditional clown are, is is gone. Ringling Brothers is gone. Uh, the Big Apple Circus here in, in New York, they don't have clowns anymore. Ronald McDonald is phased out. Um, so all we're left with is the negative killer clowns. And I feel like yeah. Ringling Brothers was phased out because of the animals, not so much because of the clowns. Do you, yeah. what, what well, is... What saying, you can't even meet a clown in public anymore because Ringling Brothers is not there. You can't even see a face-to-face clown. What is the history that uh, that drew you in? What can you speak to the history of clowning? It's different than gesturing, I assume. Well, um, gesturing is more like a performance art with like jugglers. Um, it's it's not necessarily looking like a clown. But gestures don't necessarily have clown notes. Uh, that's more of like an acrobatic circus circus thing. Um, 
I think, uh, yeah, I, I actually could pinpoint the first time I really thought like I want to be a clown. I was watching Robin Williams as um, and Mark and Mindy, uh, 1977, and with his shirt like this and all the suspenders and everything. And I remember saying to my mother, "That's that's that's who I want to be." And I didn't know it at the time, but like he inspired me to basically be a clown. He was he was my first role model. I would. It's it's interesting that you bring that up because thinking of Robin Williams' personality. A great comic, a tragic loss. Uh, I cried so hard when he passed. Uh, but that he he did very much embody the clown spirit. Yeah. And yeah. we know now that it was a response to masking pain, his own yeah. his own emotional trauma. One of the things that drew me to you was on Robbie's post that you had said. Uh, that you became happy is your clown name that you became happy the clown as a response to feeling lost or invisible and vulnerable uh, and I was actually yeah I was actually diagnosed with clinical depression and then a few months later said I'm going to be happy <laughs> literally said, I'm going to put a smile on my face how long before I, it I, started to work that that the personification became the reality because you talked about merging clownness with yourselfness. How long did that take before that intersection bonded? It's still a process, you know. It, it it's kind of like the way people feel with um, drugs or alcohol, where like they need they need the um, it's like a crutch. They need the they, they need that drug yeah. to be able to be themselves or, or to have their inhibitions. And um, I remember I, I I was visiting friends. Um, and I, I surprised them as a clown and they never saw me like that. And they're like, wow, why aren't you like this as yourself? And I'm like, well, I am. And they're like, no, you're not. You're, you're so much more freer. And, uh, that was about three years ago. And it, it's, it made me really think about like, why, why, why does the clown nose make me just want to be, uh, you know, some, something more. And I, I feel like it's almost like I'm not enough the way I am. You know, and that's kind of the what I was brought up with because of my, um, you know, being in a, in a kind of an abusive uh, family situation that uh, I, um, the unconditional love didn't seem to come until like I, I had to like audition every day to show that I that I was entertaining enough, funny enough. So I have a lot of emotional awareness because I've been doing support groups and therapy for years. And so um but I, I still, I'm wired that way to like, and, and I, and today I was like torn, like, um, oh, it, I'm not, I'm, no one's going to be interested to just see me. I was going to put the clown face on and everything. I'm like, no, I just, I just want to just try it, try being me. Well, you're perfect <laughs> just as you are. And the, the interesting thing is you didn't become the clown. To me, the clown was always the, the, desire to bring love and acceptance and joy to people you said as we first started talking you said that you worked as an orderly you worked around people in a hospital people aren't drawn to things like that unless they are of service you started out in service rehabilitation specialist is that something you do oh, now or is that then that's what I do now, uh, which it, it basically, um, I'm in what they call a DAYHAP program for uh, special needs adults. Most of them have autism and Down syndrome. Um, 
and they they uh so and they're like you know young adults in their 20s and um it's it's basically uh i could be a big kid with them and they appreciate it and it gives them permission to be kids because a lot of them their parents uh like don't want them to act like kids even though that's like how they naturally are so like you know they'll I sing Mr. Rogers songs with them and, you know, do silly voices and bring my puppets in. And yeah, it's, it's good. I can, I, and I can do that as myself. I've, I've done it with them as a clown too, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I've, it, it's the only job I feel I've had where I could, uh, like use all my talents and abilities and my, the, the, my bosses, it's like whatever I want to try to get to, to get through to them. We're basically there just to encourage them to advocate for themselves, speak up for themselves, and be as independent as possible. I bet you learn a lot from them. I do, I do, um, and I and it may it it I feel very grateful because um, I see that they're they're blocked, uh, they're limited because of their intellectual disability that. If they're feeling upset about something, they don't understand it's because it's a, it's it, it's been cloudy out for five days in a row, and that they're depressed, and they're just you know acting out and 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 they're like tortured by it. So it makes me grateful that I have I, I have you know I'm, I'm able to be aware of why I feel the way I feel. Hmm. I watched a video the other day. It was a baby laughing hysterically at its mother sneezing. And so the mom kept sneezing, <laughs> pretend sneezing, just to make the baby laugh. And I thought, in the moment, I thought, you know, you, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world or the least smartest. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Love is pure. Laughter is pure. And it, yeah. it really does cross all, all the things. Yeah, and I, I, I'm talking about kids... Um, now I, I have um, my apprentice, my clown apprentice is my 16 year old daughter. So it, it's, it's brought new life in, into uh, clowning for me where I, I, I could um, kind of take a step back when she's with me and see how she interacts with people as a clown. It's uh, yeah. My ex-wife does it too. I got her, I got her into it also. <laughs> was your family accepting of you at first saying, I want to be a clown or did they think it was weird? Um, well, my, my father, um, he, um, he didn't understand it until I started making money. He's very like business minded. Like, oh, okay. You're making money at it. Then it's okay. Classic dad. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't understand. I'm not doing it for the money. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll just sit at a playground sometimes making balloon animals. I'll put a tip jar out. And I don't really care if I get money or not. It's it's for me. It's the interaction. And I, I have some. I, sometimes I have the 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 best, most like the real interactions with kids just that come up to come up to me as I'm making the balloon animals at the park. Uh, a few months ago, I was doing that, and this kid comes up to me. He's like four or five years old, and he says, "Why are you here?" And I looked at him and I said. I don't know. You have to ask God that. And he just looked up in the sky and just walked away, scratching his head. <laughs> <laughs> How do adults uh, take kids out of the picture for a second? Because kids still have wonder and a sense of 
of play and all that stuff. How, when you deal with adults, I, I'm assuming that you do clowning for adults in certain, because I think I saw that you do some corporate stuff. I've done it more um, for fun with adults. I haven't done any, um, I, I, I do background acting as a clown for, for adults, but um, uh, the, the, the clowning that I do, um, I do it for charity work. Uh, so I'll, um, uh, like I, um, I went to a bar in December for a Christmas party for, um, a fundraiser for, um, Sean Casey animal shelter. They were raising money for, for the, uh, for the animal shelter. So that, that was kind of interesting. A lot of, you know, a lot of drunk people, uh, trying to, uh, top me and, and act more, you know, crazy than me. <laughs> I don't know if they were doing because they were drunk or they. <laughs> Probably. But, uh, I, I think yeah. that grown-ups especially have a real problem feeling joy. I think there's a lot of guilt in joy for some mm -hmm. strange reason. And if they see you, the clown, trying to pull that out of them, you know, our response to fear is generally anger. So if I'm That's afraid true. to feel joy, then... I will likely act out on the thing that's trying to make me feel joy. <laughs> you know, do you get that yeah. out there in the world? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, just like when people look at me as a clown and they don't know, they don't know what's behind the mask. I'm on, I'm on my side feeling the same way about them. Uh, so there, there was a, a very um, proper looking, typical Asian family, uh, mother, uh, son and kid. And uh, like ten year old kid, and they they were they were on the train, and I've been bringing my balloon animals with me wherever I go, whether I'm a clown or not or not, and because I've been trying to just do it for fun, just to connect with people, and uh, my daughter has been kind of tolerating it because she she gets embarrassed, uh, you know, and then she she's and then she's nervous that we're going to be bothering people, so um, she was stopping me. She's like, "Don't do that! Don't do it!" So I I, I made the balloon animal sword for the for the kid. I I handed it to the kid. And he's just kind of waving the, the balloon in, in the air like this, you know, by basically fighting with himself. So I see the father sort of just looking out at, into space. And then the, the mother and the father are just kind of like letting it, letting the kid just play by himself. And I, I, this was two weeks ago. And I thought, why not give him a partner? So I, I, I started making another one. And my, my daughter's like, you're going to give that to the father? Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, because, you know... And she, I, same fear I have that like adults don't want to be uh, bothered by it somehow. So I gave it to the father. Suddenly he became a little kid with his kid and he was, he was sword fighting with him. Oh, I love that. And, and my daughter and I, it was the greatest moment. We were hysterically laughing. It, it was an amazing moment. That's beautiful. That, I, that's why I keep doing it because I, I, you know, people keep surprising me how they react. Do you remember when Robin Williams did Peter Pan, the the Hook movie? Yes. Yeah, and there's just such a beautiful message to that, and that idea of, you know, where do we lose it? Why and why? Why do we lose it? Yeah, it's it, it's true. I, I I go to parties and I I um, everyone is like off in the corners, just not, not doing anything. So I as soon as I start pulling out a balloon, it unifies everybody. People start crowding around me and uh they they don't get as excited as kids and like say oh give me one 
but I but they want they to. I guarantee it. They, they want, want to. Yeah. And it just so takes one. It's not if one person is excited and one person says, "Oh me me me," it gives permission. We, we're constantly seeking seeking that permission, that validation, to touch the most essent. You know, that's not even a word. The most deepest part of ourselves, our our inner child. I mean, they talk about it in therapy all the time, and it's usually in the context of this poor broken child. And granted, our inner children are doing the best they can, and most of them are broken probably, but we don't talk to necessarily the the playful child. The jo- I know some yeah. do, some do, but in on the grander scheme, it just doesn't get talked about. If you wear a rainbow on a shirt, suddenly, you know, you get called names against LGBTQ, you know, or or you're assumed to be. And it's like, you know what? Happiness doesn't belong in a fringe or a whatever. Happiness, we all are deserved of it. And whatever, yeah. as they say, whatever makes your freak flag fly. Yeah. And it, it and the, being a clown, it's, it's given me uh, an outlet to express different parts of me. So I came out. A couple years ago as bisexual and then gender fluid and uh, I wanted to explore this female side of me so I created a uh, an old lady clown character and uh, I was terrified because I live in an ultra orthodox Jewish neighborhood um, and they 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 like the clown when I come out as a clown because like they know what a clown is but um, coming out as this old lady uh, I couldn't leave the house. I was I was practicing for a while doing this, and I had to come up. So I was inspired by Mrs. Dalfire, Robin Williams, to come up with this character. And uh, once I came up with the voice, then I was okay. So um, uh, I was practicing in the house, practicing in the mirror. I walked down my block to go to this charity event as this old lady clown character, and this rabbi was walking past me, and he looked. He was like looking like this, and I just went. Good morning, sir. How are you? And he went, oh, good morning, dear. And he bought it. And I, I, I was able to like pull it off all day. I just stayed in character. And it was, it was great. What's her I, name? I haven't done that much. But I auditioned as that character um, for um, uh, America's Got Talent. I went, in, I went in as a singing old lady clown. And? That was funny. Oh, um, now I got a letter saying... Um, Thank you. Try next year. Okay. <laughs> what is your uh, female clown's name? Granny Goose. The Granny Goose character has been uh, more challenging because it's it's not it, it's it it's uh, I still have some shame about acting or looking female, so it's something that's been a little bit out of my comfort zone. Happy the clown is just more of a a more hyper uh, joyful expression of myself it's basically if 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 uh if aaron was on speed (laughs) (laughs) or or some good marijuana i don't know (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because i can't get stoned i i've tried a few times i cannot get high oh some people can't (laughs) some people can't i had a friend in high school she couldn't she no matter how much pot she smoked she just never it just that some people it doesn't they don't maybe they don't have the cannabis or what cannabinoid yeah. receptors or what canna, cannabinoid there it is receptors in their brains okay. maybe I don't know the, I don't know it's science when you decided I'm gonna become a clown full on you said you were in your early twenties 
Yeah. Uh, exactly 25 years ago. I'm 50 now. Okay. I was 25 when I first did it. And 25, you went into your room or whatever, started putting on this character. Did Happy emerge immediately or was Happy a process? I thought the name, yeah, the name was gonna, like right away because uh, I was I was starting to deal with depression and I thought okay I'm just gonna call I'm just gonna call myself happy so the name came right away um, the um, the you, you know I, I I didn't realize what an adrenaline rush it was gonna be when I first decided to put this on and just be able because like once once I put on the makeup it inspires me and inform the makeup in, informs me how, how I'm gonna be basically does it change from do you change uh, the makeup depending on your mood, or is it always the same? No, I've I've tried all kinds of different. I've I've done all kinds of different faces. I've done a full white face. Uh, when I have a beard, I do hobo, which is this uh, with with the beard and and. Um, but I I have I have lot I've I've probably have experimented with a couple of dozen different on faces. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of different ways you could, um, exp- you know. Um, I'm an artist too, so so it, it's been kind of um, uh, an in, you know a, a natural transition for me to take what I do on paper uh, or or with clay and, and put it on my own face. Have you ever been a scary clown? Yes, I've done that too. <laughs> How did that feel? Um, it was. Um, I was nervous because it, it's like it, it, it sort of feels like uh, almost blasphemous because I keep telling people like uh, you know I don't like you know I don't like that 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 they're doing this to clowns. So um, I did it for a commercial. I was a zombie clown, uh, and uh, that was fun. And they they kind of like made made fun of me and and had like funny things done to me as a clown. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I would go uh, go as far as to like um, be like killer, you know. Like do um, that's the thing. It's like I if I can be silly and still look scary, but uh, I, I I wouldn't want to like you know be eating a child and stuff like that, <laughs> like in the movie it. Yeah, and and the whole thing started because of John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and which. You know, the serial killer who was, you know... He was a, a clown. clown. And he, he was he a very... Him. Not that they're... Lo- lo- if you're a serial killer, you're a serial killer. But he was a particularly prolific... Right. ...killer. Yeah. And then he, he inspired Stephen King to write it. Well, and some people just really are terrified of clowns. They don't like the idea of somebody hiding behind makeup. It must be rewarding when you see kids who are scared come around and... It, it, it really affirms that, like, my soul and my heart and who I am comes through. Because as soon as I smile or start talking, it, it almost instantly makes people feel comfortable. I mean, you know, because, I mean, if, of course, if I went, hello, kids, how you doing? Then that would be, you know. But I, but I just, I very gently and warmly will just say, hi, how you doing? You know, and, and they, it just... Just saying hi, or even just waving and smiling, is, is usually just enough. Um, and it it, it really it, it it you know because I have social anxiety and uh, depression and all that. When I'm a clown, it affirms that like me just be 
being me and just showing up and, and just trying to connect with people, just making the attempt. That's enough for, for people, you know. Is it enough for you? Does it work on helping to ease your anxiety and depression? It does. It does. Um, but I, I have over the years used it as armor, like to protect myself, to hide behind it. So I, I have been trying to do it less and less. Um, or or I, when I am a clown, I'll, tr- I'll try not to cover up as much. So I'll, I, I won't do the wig or I'll do less makeup. Because I, I do feel like sometimes the whole thing that I do, because I, I, I've, I could completely transform myself where even my father can't recognize me. <laughs> Are your parents and, still alive? Yeah. 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 Have they mellowed yeah. out? <laughs> um, hmm. No. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this because I just turned 50. And I remember when they turned 50, they were kind of set in their ways. They didn't challenge themselves. They didn't do anything creative. They were like, however they were going to act, like with their habits of like watching TV all night or or the ritualistic things. Basically, um, it hasn't changed since they since they were 50. And now that like I'm 50 and um, I'm constantly putting myself out there and, and trying new things. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having routine, but uh, it, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think we tend to, we tend to like hide behind our routine and cocoon ourselves in the house. We can get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, right, exactly. What is next for you? What's coming up on the horizon as, as a clown, as a man? Do you, what are, do you have big plans? Is there a next step? Um, let's see, next step. Well, there are a few different ideas I've had. Um, I'd like to write a children's book and have my character as, as the star. And kind of along the lines of, like, Curious George, like, here's Happy the Clown, like, getting into mischief and, like, going around the city and doing things. That's one idea. Uh, I also love the idea of, of, uh, being, of, of, like, making a children's show, maybe, like, an online children's show of a combination of, um, uh, Mr. Rogers and, um, uh, Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Playhouse and with a clown as a host with me as, as Happy the Clown, like Happy the Clown's Funhouse or something. Um, I, I, I would love to bring clowning back to as mainstream, you know, in some way. That, that That's kind of my dream. But, you know, it, it it's uh, also something that I'm, I'm just um, enjoying doing, like, whenever it comes up, like not having plans. Uh, at one point, I was going to retire as a clown, and then... Um, and then something kept bringing me back to it. So I realized I'll always, I'll always have a clown in me. I always have an opportunity to, to do it and want to do it. Do you see the mantle being carried on by your daughter? Do you think she'll continue in your... Well, she's, she's a clown naturally. And she, uh, she loves to put on makeup. And, and she does very... Um, she does clown makeup, but she's, uh, she's becoming an amazing makeup artist. She's going to be 17 next week. And she does, um, she'll put eyelashes, rainbow eyelashes and all, all this stuff. And, um, she's just, um, I think she's, she's, she's may not be a specific clown, but you know, she's like, she's, uh, she's using it. Um, she's studying, uh, theater and singing in school. So she, um, she's, she's creating characters and singing and, and being kind of like 
wacky characters as she's singing. So I, I see it's, I think it's inspiring her. How did your upbringing influence how you brought her up? Because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times the cycles repeat. And even when we know better, we, you know, our childhood gets the best of us and things. How did, how do you, how do you keep from repeating the, the cycle? Well, um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I, when I look at, I, I look at her and really sit and, and, and let her tell me what she wants. Cause I, you know, I have this critical parent that wants to like, say, this is what you need. And, um, if I just sit back, she'll tell me what she needs, which, which is what I'm learning also from working as a, um, uh, a counselor, the direct, uh, you know, assistant rehab specialist, all the title, whatever title it is, um, is that uh, if you really sit and listen, um, anybody, even, even if they don't feel, even if they, they look like they can't tell you what they want, she does. Um, so uh, I, I, I never plan anything. I always like, you know, I'll give her like three or four different options. From, uh, she lives five blocks away from me. So whatever, you know, she comes over every weekend and I'll say we can do this, this or this. And um it's kind of like we co-create our day together. Um, and which is, at, you know, you know, as a kid, I felt like I just had to go along for the ride, whatever my parents wanted to do. Um, and um, mostly on the weekends, I ended up sit, sitting around uh, while my father watched sports all weekends, which is why I hate sports now. <laughs> Maybe I'm resentful. Like I went the other way. I like, I didn't, I didn't want to watch sports and I ended up just, uh, you know, being in my room, uh, dressing up as different characters. Um, that's how it started. My, my mother started buying me, um, uh, we go to flea markets and she'd buy me, uh, uh, like wigs and noses and glasses. And I used to walk around the neighborhood dressing up as these different characters. And <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah, I, I always was a clown, even though I, I, I didn't wear the nose. Sure. I love that. That's, that's great. I mean, it's, as hard and upbringing it sounds like you had, I'm glad that she did that. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she had she had her problems. She still does, but, um, uh, you know, she um, she loved that I tried to make her laugh. So uh, she didn't know why I was doing it, <laughs> but she cultivated that. And uh, um, I would end up uh, going to my. Um, my grandparents' house every weekend, uh, her, her parents, and I would put on shows for them. And we'd, we'd make a, me and my cousins, we'd make a, a curtain and I would be like the director. I'd have my bag of costumes. I'd put costumes on all my cousins and my brother. And I would, uh, you know, we would just do crazy characters. And, and I grew up watching The Little Rascals. So I thought like, that's what kids do. Like they, they put on shows. Like I thought I was spanky. <laughs> so. So it was just like something I thought like all kids just perform like that's what you do. Have you talked to your parents as an adult and said, "Hey, this this was really tough for me as a kid," or do you just let that part go? Uh, it 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 doesn't you know it doesn't go anywhere because um, they they think I'm they they start getting too defensive and hurt. They think I'm trying to criticize them. Got it. Uh, yeah. 
So. It's interesting how much, you know, as I'm not a parent, I don't have kids. Uh, I've dated guys with kids, but I don't, I don't have children. Um, but I do find that my friends with children who are lovely parents, so giving and loving, and as you say, give the child room and space and uh, dominion over themselves and their minds. But the same people that do these wonderful things for their kids, they have difficulty doing it for themselves. Yeah, it's, it's true. I'm, I'm glad that you're out there helping people find their joy, their light, their inner light. We need that so desperately. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I see that, uh, people are already like their knee jerk reaction is to like want to fight. Once, once, uh, my ex-wife was driving me to, um, a birthday party. This is when we were married about 15 years ago. Um, and, um, my, my clown face saved our life because, um, uh, this, this guy, he pulled, he pulled up and, and cut us off. He was coming out from the side and, uh, my ex-wife is very aggressive and she, uh, aggressive, aggressive drivers honking him like crazy. The guy gets out of the car and he's, he's like, he's, he's pounding his fist. At, he's just looking at my ex-wife. He doesn't even see I'm sitting in the front. Um, didn't, didn't think about like that she's a woman or anything. And, uh, I'm freaking out. I forgot myself what, I, what I was or how I looked. All of a sudden I see this little hand in the front of his car waving at me and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm a clown. I start waving at the kid. The guy looks at me, waving, looks back at his kid, and then he looks up in the sky and he starts laughing. And he gets he gets in his car and he drives away. He turned in, and he was a big hulking guy like with muscles, the chains, a big Italian guy. Um, and uh, he turned into like this this like you know like lovable like he turned into mush after he saw his kid waving at me. Um, so it, you know, I, I, the experiences like that um, is why I keep doing this. Yeah, and I say it all the time, man. That instant, that anger impulse that people have more so than ever. If they just took five seconds, five seconds, that a little waiting period, you know, that maybe it would dissolve on its own. People's reactions are so intense. Yeah, and the absurdity of that being that angry is absurd for something like a you know especially in the cars <laughs> my dad has the worst road rage i'm like dad take it down a notch for the love of god <laughs> you know and i do like you you know you try and make them laugh and try and pull them out of whatever's making them angry and i mean the absurdity of a clown in a car that you're trying to get into a fight with yeah pops the bubble um, it's that bubble you know yeah, I, I did. I did charity work with a, a a clown that had road rage, and I'd be sitting in the back, and he would be rolling down his window, and he has a bright orange curly wig, a giant nose, he wears a tuxedo and a little a little black top hat, and he's shouting at the people rolling down his window as a clown, "Up yours!" And I'm in the back hysterically laughing, and. I mean, it just makes me, it sounds like, uh, like a Larry David skit, you know, or sketch. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've had, like, um, <laughs> things happen where, like, it's like, okay, this is like a, 
no one would believe this. It, 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 it turns into like a Seinfeld situation. Um, one of the funniest things, when I first became a clown, I was, what do you call it, apprenticing with this guy from a, uh, an entertainment agency. So he brought me to a mall to like show me how to do promotions. That's like an easy way to teach a clown. So um, we're, we're going down the, the escalator, uh, out, you know, outside in the mall. And this guy that, um, that my mother knew um, that he would get drunk a lot. He, I, he used to hang out in the, in the bar. He, uh, uh, he was like the, the, um, the party guest for, from hell. He showed up at Christmas one year. I was dressed up as a clown. He got drunk. He was heckling me. So I kind of got my revenge. I didn't mean to, though. He was coming up the escalator on the other side. And um, I just went, hi, Dennis. And um, he, 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 like, startles, like, like holds onto the railing and is, like, holding on, like, like taken aback. And um, I'm like, do you don't know who I am? And he starts running down the escalator the wrong way. And the, the, the guy that's with me, he, he says, hey, this guy's really afraid of you. You should, you should uh, you know, you should mess with him. I said, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And he's running, he's running, and he runs down the hall. And I thought that was the end of the story. Uh, two days later, I'm talking to my mother, and uh, I told her that I, I ran into him, and she is hysterically laughing. She's hyperventilating. She can't stop laughing. And she's like, no wonder, no wonder he did that. Turns out he, he, he shows up at the bar, tells everybody there's a clown after him. Um, and everyone... Um, laughed at him and um it turns out that he's a paranoid schizophrenic so he he went to his um psychiatrist and they uh upped his medication because he had clown hallucinations oh my <laughs> god did you come clean my mother said she didn't want to and she never told him <laughs> oh my god but, you know I, I like in situations like that i have to say i'm not responsible for how someone else reacts to me like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe I egged him on a little bit. But. I would say he, you have to be a little <laughs> responsible for that one, for sure. Yeah, I think if I were going down an escalator and someone I didn't recognize who was in full clown and turned to me and said, hello, Susan, I would be like, uh, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, I, that, um, I saw the power of that I could have over people. And uh, I, I respect that power now. <laughs> kind of like Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. How can people find you? Happy the Clown um, Entertainment on Facebook is, 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 is really all I have right now. <laughs> but you're on Instagram. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too social media savvy. Oh, also um, Instagram, um, Aaron Pesson. P-E-S-I-N, yeah. Yes. And I'll, I'll put links on uh, on HeyHumanPodcast.com so people can find you easily. Do you have a main website or is it solely the Facebook? Just Facebook right now, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. Do you have big gigs coming up? Um, I'm, I'm doing another charity event on um, uh, February 25th in Brooklyn in Park Slope at uh, a bar called Shenanigans. Um <laughs> If you live in Brooklyn and you're an animal lover, we're going to do another fundraiser for uh, Sean Casey Animal Shelter. Uh, it's going to be a Mardi Gras part party. Great. So that's on February 25th. Yeah, okay. that's my next one. I love that you're supporting animals. Yeah, it's it it's um it they're they're my favorite um 
people to uh, uh, engage with in and out of clown makeup. <laughs> they, because they, uh, they don't care what you look like. They're not gonna, <laughs> a dog has never been afraid of me uh, as a clown. <laughs> I don't have to try so hard. <laughs> One of the final things I want to ask you is, uh, through your life, what has clowning taught you about yourself? And what has it taught you about human beings? And is it the same thing? Maybe it's the same thing, but... Yeah, about myself, that um, I'm enough the way I am. I don't have to be constantly trying to make people laugh and make them feel good, that people love me just as I am. And I'm interesting enough without the clown nose. And everyone um, has a protective layer on them, whether it's a clown face or their clothes or just their scowl. And that um, sometimes all it takes is is uh, is to smile. Just so I, what I would say to everybody out there: um, just try for one day to smile at every stranger you meet. That's what I do as a clown, and and it, it, it's an amazing way to connect with people. Just just smile, uh, and if you get up the courage, wave. And if 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 that inspires you, you could say hello. See see where it goes from there. Sometimes all it takes is just to um, just to make that 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 first that first connection, it, it, just to start smiling at somebody. Yeah, and for those people that their mask is a smile, that it's okay to take that mask off too, and and be in the sadness and be be for a day. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us wear that other mask. Oh yeah, the the, the scowl. No, the happy, the happy mask. Oh. Everything's fine. All is well. It's all good. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, if, if you try sm smiling at a stranger, I don't know about where you are, but in New York, everyone's permanent expression out in public is basically, you know, frowny no, face. No expression. <laughs> yeah. No expression. Stone, stone face. Yeah. So <laughs> if you start smiling, people get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to Aaron thank you so much for being on the show I really appreciate it you were very open to a stranger reaching out to you and, and saying be on this show <laughs> so I, I appreciate thank you. that thank you. I hope you continue to make people happy and smiley and keep bringing joy to kids especially I love that you work with autism uh, and Down Syndrome kids and young adults because yeah. I think it's, it's very yeah, yeah, I think that's important work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Susan. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.